Deluxe albums have always been a way for artists to give their fans a little bit more music. In the past, Deluxe albums have just really added a few extra songs at the end of an album for the people that wanted to get more music and were willing to spend a couple more dollars. But nowadays it feels like every album gets a deluxe version. But instead of just adding a couple of songs, they're adding an entirely new album to the deluxe edition. Welcome to the Bar for Bar podcast, and this week we're going to discuss some deluxe albums. So, in the past, like I mentioned, deluxe albums typically added two to four additional songs to an album, really to incentivize fans to spend a little bit more money. Uh, this worked out for the fans because they got a couple more songs, and it worked out for the artists because they got a little bit more money out of it. And it kind of worked because these additional songs weren't necessarily meant to be on the main album, which is why they were part of the deluxe. So, oftentimes they weren't the greatest songs. And these albums, these deluxe albums back in the day, were released alongside the original release of the standard album. So if you look on the shelf, you'll see standard and deluxe. Cool. And, and that's still kind of a thing that continued on for a while. Like If you go, like, if you're on iTunes, when you only could really buy music on iTunes, there was the standard and the deluxe. Uh, same thing when you went into stores. And even now, it's still kind of a thing every once in a while, like, where you'll see the standard and deluxe drop on the same day. And, like I was mentioning, the extra songs that were added typically weren't that great, but, you know, most people were willing to spend a couple more dollars just to get a few more songs. Like, it wasn't a huge deal to them. So, it really worked out for everyone. And the fact that they're adding that extra, like, extra couple songs that really weren't anything special really never bothered me because I understood like you know this is just part of the business like you have extra songs that you wrote during the recording might as well throw them on there for a couple extra dollars and you know that was fine it was also interesting because back in the day making me sound hella old for some reason now there were like we got to the point where there was like this weird period where you would have the standard edition and deluxe edition, which everyone got. But then, depending on where you purchased the album, you would get a different deluxe edition. So, on iTunes you get one version, you go to Best Buy you get another version, and then you go to Target and get another version. The same standard album existed, it was just the additional songs. And I guess that's kind of a thing that continues on in media in general, like where certain uh, retailers are going to have different versions of like a movie, uh, especially with steelbooks, I guess. Like you will see some retailers where you'll get an exclusive version of a steelbook only at that retailer, or the steelbook is only available at a particular retailer. So stuff like that is still a thing. It's just it was weird when it was happening with music because it was just bizarre <laughs> like people really went out and bought four different copies of an album just to get every deluxe edition like and i think like specifically like i remember um a couple of tech nines albums they i think all sixes and sevens and welcome to strangeland they had the regular release 
And then they had the in-store releases, which were, like, I think the only one that really, only retailer that did special deluxe edition other than iTunes was Best Buy. So if you order from Best Buy, you get these two additional songs that aren't available on iTunes. But then if you wanted those iTunes songs, you also had to buy it there. So stuff like that. It was kind of weird. And, I mean, it makes sense, but it's, you know, to me... It's interesting that they did it that way. And so the idea of deluxe albums didn't really change too much with the rise of streaming, at least until recently. More often than not, artists still continue to put out deluxe albums alongside the original releases, like I mentioned before. Like, you'll see on Spotify sometimes the standard and deluxe, just right next to each other on the new release. And that's fine, but as time went on, we started to see this trend towards a delayed release of deluxe albums. And even this made some sense because, sure, you have these other songs on the album, and then, you know, you just be like, oh wait, yeah, these songs are good enough to throw up and like just have other people listen to. And yeah, you know, it's usually the normal two to four songs. And it made sense that they would release them after the fact, like a couple weeks later, because like the main reason to do so at that point was to keep the artist's name in your mouth. Like, let's say The weekend, for example, because he's done it recently in the same way, where he released After Hours on in March, I think March 20th or something. And then a couple weeks later, I don't know if it was the week right after or like two weeks later, he released a deluxe edition with like three new songs. Cool. Like the main reason for that is to really continue the the hype of the main album. Because whenever you hear a deluxe album, you're just like, ooh, that sounds fancy. I want to listen to that. And then, you know, I mean... With me personally, like if I see a deluxe album and then the standard album, I'm usually going to listen to the deluxe album first because just more music, I might as well listen to all of it. But again, like not every deluxe album had songs that are actually good. Like most of them were pretty whatever. Um, but yeah, with the like delayed deluxe editions, it really helped the artist because they were, you know, continuing the, like, people would re, like, return back to that album to listen to it. And the fact that it was labeled deluxe would increase the sales for the standard album. So the label is happy too. I think what they were really trying to do is, well, push streaming numbers. So when you have this, these additional songs, some people are just going to listen to the whole album entirely, all the way through, and then listen to the deluxe album, or tracks, like as if they were listening to the album, like, as a brand new. And that's what I do typically. Like, I'll listen to the album all the way through, like, for a deluxe album. Uh, but sometimes people will just listen to the new tracks. That's cool. You do you. Either way, it's helping the artists because they're getting more streaming numbers for this, like, the standard edition of the album. And then obviously the label's happy because then they're getting more streaming numbers and more money. And I think 
in general, people don't really complain about it. Like, people are like, cool, it's whatever. I mean, extra songs. And there's really nothing bad about it. Like, there's nothing inherently bad about releasing a deluxe album. It's just kind of weird for, like, the way that we're going. Because we're starting to see a lot of albums get a deluxe edition. And, I mean, it, it, it does make sense. Because, cool, you you have more music that you wanted to put out. And you're going to help your streaming numbers. Cool. But, that was good in moderation, right? Like, not everyone was getting a deluxe album. And... There, if there was a deluxe album, it'd just be a couple of tracks. Or the artist would even just release like a short EP with extra tracks that were like leftovers. Um, like we saw that with uh, Kendrick with Untitled and Mastered. Like these are just un- just random tracks that he had. He's like, yeah, yeah, here you go. Like they're good enough for you guys to listen to. But this year, I, th- I don't remember if it was started last year or not, but this year especially. We started to notice that we started to notice that artists are starting to exceed that two to four song range for deluxe albums, which again isn't inherently bad. This is good for the artist because people listen to it and stream. Like there's really nothing bad about it. But the the thing with these deluxe albums is that. The additional songs that they add really aren't good. (laughs) And now that we're at the point where you have artists basically releasing an entire album on top of their album for the deluxe edition, like, you would expect, you know, like, if they feel comfortable enough to essentially release another album, that it would at least meet or exceed the, like, level that the main album had. This is not the case in most situations. The biggest example I can think of right now, um, at least in terms of like deluxe albums, would be from Luluzi. He dropped Eternal Take earlier this year, and then a couple weeks later he dropped Luluzi vs. The World 2, which was essentially labeled as a deluxe edition for Eternal Take. Like, I don't think you can go and listen to Luluzi vs. The World 2 on its own. Like, you would have to basically listen to, or well, pull up the deluxe edition of Eternal Take. And actually, I'm going to check that right now. But regardless, like, personally, I didn't really care for... Yeah, no. You have to listen, you have, there's no album that's just Lil Uzi vs. The World 2. It's Eternal Take, Deluxe, and then it says Lil Uzi, Love vs. The World 2. And... That's kind of, like, I get it, it makes sense, because you're basically adding streaming to the main album. But, to me, it's just weird. Like, in this case, actually, going back, the deluxe edition, I I actually preferred the standard album. And, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the standard album to begin with, but I was a fan of the standard album, and I liked a couple of tracks on the deluxe edition. Which, I mean, that's normal. You can have your opinions. But then, there's a lot of people that really preferred the, like, deluxe version. Like, the Lulu's vs. The World. Versus Eternal Take. So, it's interesting. Like, 
I think Uzi's like the exception because he has just kind of like this variety of sounds that he has. So Eternally Taken, Lil Uzi vs. World 2 are kind of like split paths. Regardless, there's always going to be people who prefer the Deluxe Edition. That's fine. And this is one of those exceptions where the Deluxe Edition is pretty much on par. But then you listen to other albums where it's like, I well, why did you even make this? And honestly, I'm at the point where I don't even listen to deluxe albums anymore because it's just like, I don't, like, mostly for artists I don't care about. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, you have uh, Gunna and Lil Baby who released deluxe editions of their albums, which were an additional, I think, eight tracks or something. And I listened to their main album, and I'm like, do I really want to listen to more of this? Not really. And I don't really see anyone out there saying, yo, that deluxe edition though, bro, that, that's, the, that's the one. Like, no one really cares about the Deluxe Edition most of the time. Like, they'll listen to it, but they're not going to, like, find a song that they're like, yeah, this is the one. This is this is the one song that he should have put on the album, and I'm upset that it's not on the original album, but thank God we got the, the Deluxe Edition. Like, most people don't care. And all this really came up, <laughs> like, the main reason for me talking about this really is because of a tweet that Sylvan LeCue uh, posted, or tweeted, I don't know how the internet works, um, basically it was going, like, something like, not every album needs a deluxe edition, yeah, so he says, every album don't need a deluxe edition, man, hello, and, yeah, like, they don't need deluxe editions for every album, like, because, to me in the past, deluxe editions, at least in my mind, like, if they weren't released alongside the standard edition, they were, like, released as kind of like an an accomplishment, <laughs> you know? So, like, the main album did so well that they're like, yo, let's just put out a couple more songs because the fans need it. Like, to me, that's, kind of like, how I would perceive it. But now we're just getting albums for the hell of it. Like, the baby just dropped Blame It On Baby Deluxe, which adds a whole nother album. Again, I didn't listen to that album because I don't care for the baby. But there's plenty of artists that do this, like Pop Smoke. Like, I mean, obviously he didn't have a hand in that. But when Shoe for the Stars and for the Moon came out, there were a bunch of tracks that people expected to be on the album, which actually worked out because they came out on the deluxe edition, which I think was supposed to be titled Meet the Woo 3. I'm not 100% sure now, because I've only listened to a couple songs off of the Deluxe, mainly Paranoia. But that's another example of it doing good, because a lot of times these artists, I feel, will release Deluxe editions or just really singles, actually, where the the reason that they like dropped these tracks is because they had features with artists that their fans really wanted. Like... There's people, I, I can't think of an example now, but like you have an artist who like you're a huge fan of and you also have another artist that you feel like they would collab with really well. And you know, like I'm sure there's a bunch of other people that feel the same way. And then that artist, like the main artist, finds out and they're like, let's do it. And then they release the deluxe edition with one of those tracks. That's dope. They also do it a lot of the times with snippets that they play on IG Live. Like... If that snippet doesn't make it to the main album, it's probably going to end up on the deluxe. 
And that actually is something that fans really appreciate. And I, I know I would be thankful if one of my favorite rappers would release a song that I only heard a snippet of. Like, and make it on the deluxe edition. Like, for sure, I'm going to go listen to that. So I understand that aspect as well. And then the other thing to think about, like, again, going back to the whole adding an entire album to the deluxe edition, the only one that I feel like did it really well and makes sense is Revenge of the Dreamers 3. So that came out last year, and then about six months or so later, they released the director's cut, uh, which is just a fancy way of saying deluxe edition. (laughs) With this director's cut, it makes sense. Because Revenge of the Dreamers 3 was essentially a compilation album with a bunch of other artists collabing with Dreamville artists. And during that process, they had so many people come into the studio and so many songs recorded. I forgot the exact numbers, but I was able to pull it up when we did the original uh, talk about Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Like, there were so many people involved. So, obviously, you're not going to be able to put them all on one album. Like, no one's going to sit there and listen to a 200-song album. That's absurd. So, in this case, it makes sense. Release the standard edition, which has the best of the best. And then, a little bit later, like, six months is actually pretty appropriate for this, because this is a compilation album again. Like, it, there's no storyline to it, there's no concept. You just have a bunch of extra songs that you're like, yeah, here you go. And I think in this case it actually worked really well because a lot of the songs on the deluxe are actually pretty good and I could have seen them on the main album, but I also understand why they weren't. But I think it's just like, these songs are just (laughs) higher quality to me. And it could also just be because I'm biased towards these Dreamful artists, so I'm always going to like them anyway. So... I mean, maybe that's it. A lot of the artists that have been releasing these deluxe albums recently, with a whole other album attached to it, are artists that I don't really listen to on the regular. Like Lil Baby, Uzi, uh, Baby, Nav, Gunna. Like, these aren't artists that I actually really listen to on the regular basis, so I'm not going to be, like, clamoring for a deluxe edition of their album. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Like, good for them, and good for the people who actually want it. But for me, it's like, whatever. And oftentimes, when I go back and listen to these deluxe editions, I'm just like, well, these deluxe songs are kind of whack. Anyways, the main reason for them to be releasing these deluxe editions, like I've alluded to earlier, is because they, well, them and the labels, want people to keep the artist's names in their mouths. So... Keeping that attention on them keeps their popularity up, which is great for them, because then that means people are going to be streaming their music more often. And then, I mean, a lot of times, like, if you talk to the casual listener, like, let's use baby for, for example, like, casual listeners love baby, and they're not necessarily going to go listen to his entire album, they'll probably listen to a couple songs, but then they hear Deluxe Edition, and they're like, oh, cool, more music. So, for them, it's perfect. Like, they don't... They're not the type of people who are going to go listen to an entire album all the way through. Like, they're the type of people who probably just turn on Spotify and listen to, like, a pre-made playlist or a curated playlist that 
the baby happens to be on. I don't know. <laughs> the way I consume music and the way that other people consume music is completely different. I mean, that's one way. But really the main thing is that these deluxe editions are to keep attention on the artist. Like, especially now. Because, I mean, everyone knows what's happening this year. <laughs> like, artists aren't able to go on tour. And that is a huge hit to them. Because that is where artists make most of their money. Like, because most of these artists are, they pretty much get screwed over by labels in terms of, like, record sales and masters. So all they really have is what they make on tour, which the label also takes a big cut of. But they still make more money on tour than through these albums. But seeing as they can't go on tour, or people aren't really buying merch as much, they're like, well, I guess all we can do is release more music. And it makes sense, because artists need it. It's just, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like, it's kind of hard to find a balance, I'd say. Like, I don't know what sort of balance they could uh, like reach that the artist still makes a decent amount of money, but doesn't have to release just whatever like i don't even like i don't know that even the artists really care for the deluxe editions that they're releasing like it's very possible that they're just like i just gotta release something like i gotta keep my numbers up <laughs> like i'm not a, i'm not a rapper i'm not a musician like i don't know that struggle so it's understandable that they would go that route and the going back to the money thing, like and keeping names in your mouth, like that kind of ties into what the I think the CEO or president of Spotify said earlier this month. Yeah, earlier this month, like where he said that artists can't afford to release music, or they can't afford to not release music every year. So we have artists like Kendrick and J Cole who take years off. And, I mean, they're at that position where they can do that. But look at, like, newer artists. Like, I'm just going to keep bringing up the baby because he's the easiest example. Like, the baby has a buzz, but he cannot afford to, like, pause on his, like, on his releases. Like, he has to keep releasing music. Otherwise, people are just going to forget about him. Like, he has a buzz, but it's not to the point where he can just sit back and be like, yeah, I'm gonna take a year off. Like, and also, I guess, I mean, yeah, there is the kind of greed aspect from the Spotify CEO. Like, and that's what everyone gravitated towards at first. Like, yo, he just wants to make more money. I mean, yeah, but in my mind, I also took it as it's really hard to, like, to keep new fans because everyone like their attention shifts so quickly and there's just so much music out there like it's really hard for artists to attract new fans but also keep them because like sure you might get lucky and you have a new fan listen to your album the day it releases and then they're like, oh, okay, cool, I'm going to go back and listen to all their old stuff. 
But in most cases, people will just listen to a couple songs, and then they'll decide whether or not they want to listen to your album, or they'll just throw those songs into a playlist. And they would rarely go back and listen to your older stuff. So you kind of have to keep releasing new music to keep their attention. Like, it kind of, it, it really sucks, honestly. Like, I wish there was a way, <laughs> like, we can't really change that. Like, that's just how people are right now. Especially in the streaming era, because, like, there's just, you have every bit of music at your fingertips. Like, back in the day, you would be able to, like, keep the attention of a fan, because they would have to buy your album for pretty much the cost of streaming each month. <laughs> and then they'd be like, well, I gotta listen to this album. Even if it's not that good, I'm gonna listen to the hell out of it. Because, damn, I spent $10 on this album, I'm gonna get my $10. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's weird now. I don't know. It sucks for artists for sure because they losing they're losing out on a lot. So that's definitely one of the contributing factors to all these deluxe editions. Like I get it. I know some people are gonna make the argument that these artists shouldn't have to make deluxe editions if they made good music in the first place. That is your opinion. You can like an album that someone else doesn't like. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Lil Uzi Vert, but I don't, I'm not going to be like, yo, he trash. Like, I get it. Like, I get his appeal. You can't, like, not everyone has the same taste in music, so don't argue that. Like, they only release deluxe editions because, oh, they trash. Like, they should have just made a good album in the first place. Like, come on now. Like, there's too many factors to take into consideration when you make statements like that like are you like you don't know what people are listening to you don't know how people are listening like there are far there's too much to take into consideration there anyways that about wraps up what i have to say because i'm just going to end up talking in circles about these deluxe albums which i end up doing most of the time anyway but let me know what you guys think about deluxe editions I'm personally kind of whatever on them. Like, for me, if you were to release a deluxe edition, like, I would like it to have been from recordings during the main recording session. Like, I don't want you to go out of your way to record a separate album or separate deluxe edition. Like, if you're going to do all that, just label that as another album. That's just me, though. Like, I understand, like, like, the weekend again. Like, you have these extra songs? Cool, throw it on there. But then you have, like... I, th I don't, Again, I don't know. I haven't looked into it too much. But, like, if you look at Uzi or DaBaby, like, did they record these songs before? Or, like, during this recording period? Maybe. Who knows? But anyways... Let me know in the comments below what you think about deluxe albums. What are your favorite deluxe albums that have come out? Because I know there's a bunch of them. And also, remember to like and subscribe if you want to see more podcasts and videos like this. With all that said, thank you for watching, and please stay safe out there.